Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. the week 17 edition of the NFL Trend Zone. What we're going to do this week is talk about the NFC playoff field as we know it right now. We're going to start at the top of the snake and work our way down until we're out of time, giving our assessments, the panel, on all of the teams that are playoff bound from the MSC. I'm your ho- NFC, excuse me. I'm your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Cody Spears, Jason Bowen, and Yannick Eckhart. Hopefully you will enjoy the NFC meal plate because that's what's on the agenda. Foremost, however, Bet Online is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team match information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. The trend zone has returned from a week off and we're chatting about the NFC playoff picture. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop at the uh, start at the top with the number 1 seed Eagles all the way down to who knows if we'll get down to number 10 and 11, but there are, let's see, six, five seeds all but sewn up. And then the sixth and seventh are up for grabs between five teams. And those are the Giants, Commanders, Packers, Lions, and Seahawks. So around the horn, we're going to start with the Eagles. Wes, I'm going to start with you. They've gone through a little bit of tumultuous doings with Jalen Hurt banged up, and I'm convinced that they're going to keep him out until the postseason, uh, but if they lose this week, then they're going to have to panic a little bit because the Vikings could, in theory, snatch their number one seed. But are the Eagles the team to beat globally and in the NFC West? Um, they are the team to beat in the NFC for now. I think they they've padded um, their win loss record as best as they can. Uh, they will likely have home field advantage in the first round by uh, going to Philly and playing. There is no cakewalk, uh, but this Philly team shown over the last uh, month or two that they have cracks. Um, they're a team that likes to start hot and jump out on top of a team. And then they tend to not do anything the rest of the game. Uh, second half has been a source of, um, I guess, befuddlement from them. Uh, they they seem to, um, I guess, do just enough to maintain whatever lead they have over a competent opponent. So um, 
how will the Lane Johnson injury also affect them along the offensive line? He's scheduled to come back for the playoffs, but um, how health, healthy will he be? Um, they're, they're a very good team. They're a very deep team. I just I think that they have cracks, as do most all of the NFC teams. Yannick, you are joining for the first time from you're from Germany, right? For Vikings territory. How are you tonight, sir? Doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Tell us your temperature on the Eagles and the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a 13 and 13 and two record without being a good team. They are really good in both trenches. It's their strength in the last decade or so. But the Cowboys showed some some blueprint. They are beatable, and maybe other teams can can copy that. Yeah, the, Eagle, the Eagles were also got by the Commanders about a month ago. Mm-hmm. So there's blueprint there, and that was with a full strength team. So they're not, you know, like Ivan Drago um, up there. <laughs> Cody, what were you gonna say, sir? I was saying uh, we talked about it earlier in the year about these teams uh, catching like kind of their hot streaks and maybe some of them catching them too early. I think we are actually talking about the Vikings, but in this case, it could definitely apply to the Eagles. Um, You notice they've definitely had more kinks in the hose of the past couple weeks than the first eight or nine games of the season. And then on top of that, they lose Lane Johnson, uh, best player on their line uh, this last week, who he might play through a torn uh bicep or something like that um but still i mean like like y'all were saying they're they've definitely shown a blueprint for how to beat these eagles and if Jalen hurts is anything less than 100 i mean you got the 49ers and cowboys coming for them much less other teams such as the vikings but i mean their depth on that defensive line like Yannick was saying i mean it's nuts i, I haven't even seen indomitian Sioux play and i know he's lurking back there somewhere i mean <laughs> it's it's like it's like you're in the water with a bunch of great white sharks you know and they're just they're just circling you and you're just trying to go score a touchdown they don't really have a whole lot of statistical problems per se i mean they do everything pretty well i guess they allow rushing yards more than most they rank they were uh, 18th yeah and lead the league in sacks as well i think that they're the first i i, I was listening to um the, the Kelsey brothers show um, new heights. And I think they said something about, they might be the first team to possibly have four different defensive linemen have 10 plus sacks, <laughs> which is pretty nuts. Oh, so, I, I, I definitely thought that have, has happened before, but it's not. Oh, so you're saying that they get, they accrue sacks on defense. Oh yeah. Okay, and, they, and they're not, and they're no slouches on the back end either. I mean, their weakest spots, maybe linebacker, but that, as we saw earlier in the year, I mean, that defense, when they're on, they're on. They've been playing lights out. Jason, the last word on the Eagles, sir. Yeah, I was just looking over the Eagles' um, run of things this year. They have, well, and I, it, I, I, I think the Eagles got a lot of great things going on, not only present day, but building for the future. And um, I think uh, Yannick said it best. They're built great in the trenches. Their offense is just fantastic. I was shocked when I woke up. I was taking a nap the other day and I woke up to uh, just an offensive showdown between the Cowboys and the Eagles with Gardner Minshew in there. 
<laughs> I mean, that that shocked me a little bit. Um, but no, I'm looking over all the Eagles games this year, and they have won in a myriad of different ways. I mean, they have blown out teams. Like, for example, the they knocked out the Titans 35-10. And then they, you know, they beat the Giants 48-22. And then they've won some some close ones. Then they've won some low scoring close ones. And it's just a it's it's an interesting uh, myriad of different random scores that I'm looking at. And I can't really correlate any of it to anything, really. Because, um, you know, they beat the Vikings pretty, pretty good score wise, but I'd love to see that game again. Um, the commanders, I, they I lose. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Yeah. And then oh, they, go up against, they go up against the Eagle or the Packers and then they 40 to 38. And then now they're just the other night they're against the Cowboys and they lose. They're on the other end of a big scoring affair. So it's it, I, it, you know, and then they got a couple of close wins when, the, when both teams score in the teens. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like what I see out of Philadelphia, especially if Jalen, um, is, is ready to roll. So I don't, I, I don't, I mean, they, I think they have just as good a shot at anybody to take it out of the NFC, but I do like three other teams in the NFC just as much almost. So. Yeah, like I think who? let's hear it. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving those, Cody. We have to get there. Uh, the yes. Vikings. So the uh, only way, the only chinks in the armor that they have is they rank 18th in rushing yards allowed, which is meh, 19th in field goal percentage conversion. So they don't have an amazing kicker. And then I guess the only only other thing that would separate them from uh, you know the one seed fast track to the uh, Super Bowl is. I, I mean, Hertz has gotten MVP talk, but I don't know if anybody trusts him like they do Mahomes or Josh Allen. Absolutely. On the mm-hmm. final drive of a game in the playoffs. Like when we get to the Niners here in 10 minutes, I'm going to talk about how their one downfall will be Brock Purdy. When the game is on the line, he's not going to be quite that good. And uh, I think Hertz is certainly a lot better than that. But uh, I think that's the only thing that you can look at this team and be like, well, is Hertz 100% trustable? down six with you know one minute 15 mm-hmm. seconds left maybe <coughs> maybe but we don't know for sure like with Mahomes, you just know for sure with josh allen most of the time you know for sure so i guess we'll see if he develops into yeah, that i, I want to ask you something dustin before we move on mm-hmm. like because i've heard you talk about hurts uh you know dating way back to last year and you kind of put him in this category of a guy that's that's getting there right yeah. he's, <laughs> he's he's that somebody that you can like you just said trust um, and then we had a segment where we were talking about other quarterbacks that, you know, are kind of there. And mm-hmm. I think at one point Hertz has definitely eclipsed Kyler Murray. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, bar none, I think. Yeah. And a lot, and a lot of that has to do with his personality. I think I've soured on Kyler Murray because everything we've heard and whispers about, you know, video games or just being a moody little prick. I think <laughs> that that really matters. <laughs> and, yeah. And it hurts isn't hurts is like, you know, almost like a humanitarian when it comes yeah. to his personality. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think pound for pound, if you can, I think Murray is probably just as good, but he just doesn't have the personality mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Jalen hurts is his dad was a coach. So he's like a coach's kid. And mm-hmm. uh, he was also not shouting out the Kelsey show again. He was on there and he was talking about like the way he was raised. He was he was always competitive like this. And in this type of setting, kind of similar to like how Pat Mahomes has described his childhood. And if there's anybody we're talking about, if they believe or if we believe in Hertz or not, if anybody does, 
it's that coach over there. He came out in an interview late or earlier talking about, you know, whatever you want to do with Jalen Hurts, he'll whoop you. He'll win. And straight up said his body heals faster than yours. Like he this he's 100 percent behind this guy. But as as far as MVP goes, I mean, it's got to go to Mahomes. Yeah. But he's he's for what? Uh, 37 touchdowns and like 4,700 yards right now with two games left to go. Yeah. And, and Hertz should like he is in that conversation. So I'm not, it's not here to say that that Hertz isn't going to win the big game or thing weird like that. But I think mm-hmm. for my money, it's Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, sadly, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady, where you absolutely know in the fourth quarter of a playoff game that that guy's marching down. And then there's mm-hmm. uh, that's how this is where Russell used Russell Whoa. Wilson used to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got to put some respect on Kirk Cousins' name here, yeah. Dustin. I'm yeah, about fourth quarter we're getting we're getting to that team in, in 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, Joe Burrow's getting there. Uh, I think Prescott can do it once in a while. I think two years from now, we'll be talking about how Trevor, Trevor Lawrence does that. And then on a good day, Lamar Jackson can do it too. Uh, so I mean, it's 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 all these guys are capable of it, all the top 10. But with those four, Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, and Allen, it's just a formality. And um, I, you I know, he know didn't that. mention Justin Herbert. Yeah, well, he's a little he bit of an anomaly. <laughs> Not yeah, yet. He's a social media quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> he is a good-looking guy, though. <laughs> good-looking guy. All right, uh, now it's number two seed. It's the Vikings. So more Vikings chatter for a mostly themed Vikings panel. Even the guy who isn't a huge Vikings fan believes in the Vikings probably more than the rest of the group. So kick us off, Jason, on the Vikings. <laughs> Well, yeah, I joke around with this about at work sometimes about that because I seem to have even when I go over to family gatherings, my entire family's is Vikings, Vikings, Vikings are at work. I got fucking, you know, I got friends that are Vikings, but they're not ready yet. They, they, they've been burned too many times. And I'm just like, man, I'll tell you, this Vikings team is different this year than what I remember them being in years past. It feels different. It looks different. The energy is different. Um, I did predict them to get the two seed at the beginning of this season. Um, And I did predict them to get to the Super Bowl. Neither one of those predictions I'm wavering from. (laughs) So I, uh, I like everything about it. Obviously I hope they can stay, uh, they can stay healthy. They've done a great job avoiding that, that uh, bug throughout the season, just like the Eagles have, of course. So um, hopefully both teams and all teams can stay healthy as we go in there. I want to see all these teams at full, full health and, and just knocking each other around. Wes Jason does not believe the Vikings are fluky frauds. What do you say to the Vikings as fluky frauds? (laughs) Um, Obviously, uh, I'm a Vikings homer here. Um, I'm optimistic of them entering the playoffs. Uh, I think these next two games will be a testament to what we can expect. Um, A lot of people look at the win-loss record for Green Bay and for Chicago and uh, just write it off as, you know, potential easy victories. Uh, Green Bay is going to be fighting for their playoff lives on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be in Lambeau. Um, I think it might be decent weather uh, yeah. for Green Bay standards. Yes. Uh, Talk to my dad. He said it's probably going to be around 40s or 50s, which is surprising. Um, but then also playing in Chicago the following weekend, uh, which I've been on this show numerous times. <laughs> um saying how tough of a place that place is to play and for whatever reason no matter 
what kind of team Minnesota brings into Chicago, they always tend to fumble away the game. Um, so these next two games for me will really tell me where their mentality is. They're against hated divisional foes. And I think it's no better of a, a test for them um, down the stretch here, heading into the playoffs. Uh, they might wind up resting people in uh, Chicago, just depending on how uh, the games um, land themselves on Sunday, but I, I still am eager to see how they, they fight. And when they do win in Chicago in the last five to 10 years, it's usually just ugly, like a survival bout, you know, who can, who can win 17, 13 or 20 to 17. That's usually how it goes. Uh, Yannick, the Vikings per football outsiders DVOA metric are the NFL's 25th best team, which ranks as eighth worst, but they have the 12 and three record. What do the what can the Vikings do to prove their worth, or do you think they'll make a little run in the postseason? Yeah, but what are the Broncos on that list? Let's just let's put that yeah. into perspective. Okay, I'll pull that while Yannick responds. <laughs> um, it's tough to to talk about the Vikings because no one knows who they are. Um, even Vikings fans have no idea how good this team is. Mm-hmm. They're like they're 15 games in and still don't know. Um, I tweeted this out a few weeks ago. They they do nothing well except winning. And <laughs> every game is the same. They jump out in the lead, blow the lead, and at the end of the game, they are up three points. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I think they are better than, than every postseason team in the NFC except Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. Feel those, but other teams i think vikings can beat and then it's just a single elimination and everything can happen the broncos rank 27th so two spots below the vikings on that list uh goes uh, unbelievably panthers after that and then bears cardinals texans and colts for dvoa and yeah that's that that makes by far the vikings the worst 12 win dvo team dvo team ever and it's not even close but uh, we, that's what we spend uh, most of our days chatting about in these circles, Cody, whether or not a 12 and three team is the real deal. Evidently, evidently wins don't matter for, for everybody. Um, where do you stand on the Vikings prowess to make noise in the postseason? Like most other Vikings fans, uh, I, I thought we definitely had more potential than what the media has been saying about us all summer. And then even throughout the season this year. And as you can see, we're 12 and three now. And a lot of them are still saying the same things, but I know at least on Vikings Twitter, a lot of the narrative has changed. Um, I mean, you still have people who like we were saying, you know, they don't, they don't know who, who we are, but now you have a lot more people who are saying extend Kirk and, you know, Kirk this and Kirk that. And you even feel waves all the way throughout this team that you know we are unified and it does feel you know i i got a knock on wood but it does feel like a destiny team especially because it's like how are we two, 12 and three but um i mean at this point kirk is 11 and 0 in such um close games and making comebacks and stuff like that way different than he was last year and you know i believe in the guy for sure uh i think earlier you listed off four guys who you can count on to come back down at the end of the game 
Um, I definitely put Kirk top five and that right there with them. It's at the point now to where at two minutes left to go, you're you're expecting it. I do think we could do some damage. We got uh, Shelly, our corner, uh, has been stepping up lately. And, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the day, though, this game against Green Bay, is, is it a noon game or? 325. 325. Central. This game, this game against Green Bay is it's going to be defining for us whether we win or lose. I mean, we, we win, we end Green Bay's hopes, and you know, we we talk about how if Kirk wins a Super Bowl here, they're going to build a statue. Well, I mean, knocking <laughs> snuffing out Green Bay in week 17 is going to be the next closest thing. <laughs> and um, especially if we go into the Bears and roll them too, I mean it's going to be unreal but at this on the flip side of that you play in green bay this weekend you know if things don't go so well those detractors for the vikings are they're going to get even louder and it, a lot of it is going to make sense and going to feel lucky and i I definitely do feel like this weekend's matchup against packers is is a big um almost fragile moment uh for this season i mean if we crush them we're, we're taking that momentum and like Yannick was saying single elimination, anything can happen. You saw the old Giants teams that won those Super Bowls. They caught fire at the right time, went in there and beat an undefeated team. I mean, anything can happen, even as scary as that 49ers defense looks. I got a question for you guys all, um, because you're just mentioning a couple things about Kirk Cousins that I wanted to delve in on. A friend of mine uh, at work, Paul is his name, and he asked us, he asked me as question, and I thought real hard about it, but First and foremost, do you guys think Matt Ryan will be in the Hall of Fame? No. No? Uh, I do. I do. You do? Yeah, I think he's right in that Philip Rivers category. Uh, yeah, okay, so Philip, Philip Rivers, Rivers too, maybe. Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I mean, Dan Marino got in, and I don't okay, see... This, this leads up perfectly then to this. If Kirk Cousins gets the Vikings to the Super Bowl this year and they lose, mm-hmm. is he in Hall of Fame contention? No. Well, Not if no. you're... No, not if he <clears throat> retired. Yeah, because he will have only only started fifteen eight seasons, and I think Matt Ryan. No, I mean he's not going to retire, but I mean no. if he gets to one and continues his career as per normal, right? Regular season averages between 25, 35 touchdowns, four thousand mm-hmm. yards, one Super Bowl, didn't quite get the ring. Why yeah. wouldn't you put him in there? Uh because we. Uh, five years from his retirement date, we would do the same shit we always do with Kirk Cousins, where the media just doesn't vote for him or give him the mm-hmm. attention. Um, whereas we do do that for Rivers and Ryan. So statistically, he would certainly merit uh, Hall of Fame consideration, but it'll just be a flashback at that time. We'll what about what about a Super Bowl something. win? Oh yeah, Super Bowl win. Then I believe yeah, because then he'd yeah. be entering his age 35 season Super Bowl champion, probably three or four more seasons to toss those 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, uh, then yes. That's I think a that shame. Would, yeah. That is a shame, though, if that's accurate, what you just said, Dustin, because... Oh, yeah, I'm 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 confident that we would, once, once what would it be, let's see, 20, maybe 2030, Cousins up for consideration, it would be a nothing burger because it would just be a continuation of what we used to do. Oh, he's not getting respect from the MVP voters. Or excuse yeah. me, he's not getting respect from the Hall of Fame voters, just as if, just like now, uh, Justin Jefferson is having the best season in NFL history, and we're talking about Jefferson, and you know, not Kirk, who's delivering the ball. It's it's mm-hmm. an oddity. Uh, when we yeah. talked about the Vikings, um, we're not sure who they are. 
Uh, I think I do know who they are, and it's exactly what we've seen, a team that just adores winning close games and isn't quite good enough to beat anybody handily. So I think they'll win their first playoff game, no matter who it is. But I do think we'll have a rude awakening in the divisional round, Um, especially if that's at San Francisco. I think that the bag of tricks will run out. And that's where I'm at. And I think perhaps just bludgeoning the Packers or Bears could change my mind. But I don't think that the the one score game streak can live on because they would have already beat somebody by now. Uh, and I, I it's the I think Yannick said it's the same thing every week. And usually that's a good thing. It's stuff full of memories for this season, <laughs> but it's they're just incapable of winning by more than eight points. And I think that will catch up to them against a really good team, especially the Niners on the road. But I got I do got to tell you guys that you guys could have fan bias as you watch your team play football too. Yeah. Because as I sit down and watch an entire Vikings game, which I have this year, it's damn refreshing to see. This is coming from a fan that watches awful football all day. But I mean, we're talking a quarterback that's got over 4,000 yards, over 25 touchdowns, barely over 10 10 picks. Uh Delvin Cook in the running game and you got, you know, uh, the tight end that they just Hawkinson and then obviously Jefferson and then Thielen comes in there and <laughs> their defense. Yeah, they bend uh, and then sometimes they break. But I mean, it's good, clean football from what I've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. penalty free and they win the turnover battle. And that's that's the blueprint. Yeah. And they've got a couple of nice comebacks on that resume for this year, which Multiple. says a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. Yep. They have the greatest one ever. <laughs> and then they have yeah, the, yeah. the Bills one we didn't think could be topped because it was in Buffalo. And the way they did that with that remarkable catch, too, was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still think that the the Bills game, to me, was more remarkable than the Colts comeback. But that's just because who, who you were playing and yeah. on the road. But then I, st- I started to get in my bag. I'm like, God, but going coming back from 33 points, I don't know. That one has to take the cake. Uh, let's do the Niners because we're already we took up a lot of time on the Vikings. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, West the Viking or the 49ers are 11 and four. They also are a team just stuffed full of strengths and their only weaknesses. They have a quarterback who's only started what what four or five games. And I talked about how they'll have to pay the piper in the postseason. Uh, do you disagree? Um, I do. Um, while I, I think that there's a, a good chance that Purdy will show his warts of youth. Um, I think the way this team is built and the way that Shanahan likes to coach, um, it's a, this is a defensive football team. That's their strength. And I think that, um, when they went out and got Christian McCaffrey, uh, it was a move at the time where, I liked it for them. I didn't know if it would fully work, but it's worked like um, I'm sure they imagined it. Um, They can put him in any position on the field and have success with it. Um, Purdy has tended to lean more on George Kittle. I don't know if that's because Debo has been out or not, but um, there's definitely been a resurgence of George Kittle, uh, before, uh, Kittle, you could count on him to have maybe three or four strong games like that a season. And then he'd kind of be lukewarm the rest of them. Uh, but he has come on very strong. Um, and I, I think with that defense, especially how they play in the second half, 
they are able to um, control and, and mitigate any mistakes that might come on the offensive end. Yannick, it sounded like you were fairly high on the Eagles, right in the middle on the Vikings, and now we're at the 49ers. Are the 49ers your favorite to reach Super Bowl or not quite? They are my favorite because they are just really good on defense. Um, Purdy is just he's just executing the offense. Um, he's throwing to a lot of open guys. That's what Shanahan's offenses do. And he, he's doing that. He's making the throws. He's not missing them. And if he can continue doing that, they don't even have to, to be in close games where he has to march down the field 80 yards in the final two minutes. And yeah, it's, it's really hard for anyone to do anything against that defense. They shut out opponents in the second half basically every week. And yeah think they are the hottest team right now Cody this is like the dream for every football team especially for Jason whose team will be looking for a new head coach where you have a brilliant young offensive minded coach who just so happens to have probably the best defense in the league um and you were high on the 49ers back in the Trey Lance era um are you Mm -hmm. still high uh for them to get to February football yeah for sure and um like y'all were saying their defense is playing lights out I want to point out this crazy fact. Teams that played the 49ers, every single team that's played the 49ers has lost the following week. Yeah, That is the physical wow. toll this defense takes. It's nuts. And you're saying, you know, it's the perfect combo with the defense and the young offensive mind. D'Amico Ryans is a stud. That guy needs to be head coaching a team somewhere uh, immediately after this year. I mean, uh, he, he, I, I, he, he interviewed with a couple teams, including us. Um, and he didn't feel like it, he was quite done there in San Fran. And you can see why. I mean, they got um, talent all over the place. You got Nick Boza, who is who is the betting favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. And then you got Fred Warner and Hufanga, shout out SC West, uh, on the two other levels of the defense. And then everywhere around them, there's there's guys who are better than the average person at that position, whether it be Dre Greenlaw or or Traverius Ward, their corner, or their or Eric Armstead on that defensive tackle. I mean, these guys are they're loaded. And honestly, I mean, bias aside, I'd love to see an Eagles 49ers matchup. That game will be brutal. But even if we were to sneak one out past the 49ers, they're they're so on fire right now that I, I don't know how the playoff seating works, but I would hope that Super Bowl bye week definitely comes after we play the 49ers and we win that game. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm feeling for our team. If we have to match up with the 49ers kind of early, that's whoever plays them. Even if they win, the 49ers are still probably going to get the last laugh. They're like playing a team and a half right now. Yeah, the Vikings would match up with them in the divisional round. Um that's just the way it would go unless the Eagles lose the next two games. Yep. And so then we come up with our dreaded NFC championship after that, which <laughs> wouldn't be fun after playing the 49ers. You'd see me sweating on the show for sure. And not, and I can't forget to shout out Brock Purdy. That guy has been nuts. I mean, talk about the opposite of Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, it's how ironic is that? He's maybe the most relevant quarterback in football right now. I called and, that too, too, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, he was going and, up against Brady. 
Yep. And I, earlier I glazed over some birdies or some purdy stats and I didn't write them down because I didn't know that y'all were that it that it, he was going to be such a hot topic. But I mean, I can't obviously I can't list the stats off the top of my head, but they were excellent. I mean, we're talking like I saw a whole bunch of first, 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 type yeah. first, first, first. And it's like, whoa, like last pick in the draft and you're a rookie. And this guy was apparently out playing my guy, Trey Lance, in the preseason. <laughs> I mean, back then you just shrug your shoulders. You know, it's the second string, third string defense. But now it's like, whoa, like what's going to happen now? And San Fran might have to ship Trey Lance to Minnesota. <laughs> uh, Jason, you said many years ago that the Broncos should have got Kyle Shanahan as the skipper, which would have been correct. Um, but what's your general thought on the Niners, maybe compared to the Vikings or the Eagles? That was the, that was the plan. That was God's plan. But they veered away from that and they decided to go with Vance Joseph. That was after the the relinquishing of one soul uh, to get that Super Bowl. But uh, once upon a time on back way back in the day. Uh, you know, yesteryear on September 25th, the Denver Broncos beat this team, <laughs> San Francisco, and we were two and one at that point. Man, it seems like a different world. Oh, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> we lost four games in a row after that. Um, but uh, yeah, the 49ers are rolling. Uh, I would not want to go up against this team, and and I want to mentioned something that you mentioned Cody about their defensive coordinator should be a head coach immediately it almost feels like we were at least I was saying this exact same thing like a couple years ago about Salah yeah Yeah, I mean I remember watching the Niners play back in those days and how awesome it was to see him on the sidelines and how badass the defense was then it's like they just pump out defensive coordinators and their defense never misses a beat. I think that started with Fangio way back in the day yeah. too. Like it, so the so, common denominator here is John Lynch. Yeah. Has mm-hmm. to be awesome mm-hmm. job. Fantastic job. And obviously with Kyle Shanahan credit that guy for getting the most out of Brock Purdy. And I think Shanahan can get his best work done with young mm-hmm. uh, quarterbacks that know nothing. <laughs> so they don't have to really unlearn anything. You know, I think that that there might be a, a, um, a, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but uh, there might be something there. Cause I mean, this guy, he, he, he last pick in the draft, he just comes in there. And I too, Cody saw that stat first, first, first. Now they probably only put up the first stats, but yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible, incredible yeah. work that they're doing over there. Coaching, um, talent. Um, they're, they're staying healthy, getting healthy at the right time. So I think any one of the teams that we discussed tonight, um, are just as equally, equally, equally capable of reaching the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I, I can't choose between the three of them. I like them all. Um, but the Niners are now I can't even go with them. I can't, I can't pick out of the three that we talked about tonight. The the one thing we do got going against the 49ers, though, I mean, their schedule is compared to the rest of their peers as being like, you know, the heavyweights uh, this year. They did lose, like you said, to the Broncos. They lost to the Falcons and they also lost to the Bears. And the one team to where, you know, they they win this, they clinch like they're it, it's it's a heavyweight matchup. They lost to the Chiefs 44 to 23. So, I mean, at, at the same time, they've been beating up on like a lowly Rams, Cardinals teams, 
Saints, you know, they caught the Dolphins, Buccaneers. I mean, so the 49ers have had a lot of layups. So, I mean, they could get tested in prime time for sure. Cody, assuming the Packers don't reach the postseason, which kind of feels like a coin flip right now, the team that nobody will want to play is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's next on our agenda. And the reason nobody wants to play them is because of their 45-year-old quarterback. So we are at number four. Um, before we get to the Cowboys, let's chat about the Buccaneers. Cody, are uh, are you going to be the guy that rules Brady out? No, definitely not. I mean, we're heading into a weekend where the greatest quarterback in NFL history is flirting with the possibility of missing the playoffs while healthy for the first time in two decades. You can ask me to count this guy out. No way, Jose. I mean, look at the state of the NFC South. Who's who's going to who's chomping on his heels? Sam Darnold. Do you remember our Sam Darnold conversations this summer? There's no way Brady got this. I hope it's the Panthers that go into the playoffs. I mean, uh, catch me at the beginning of the year saying iron sharpens iron, but as it gets closer to the dance, I'm like, yeah, let's get some cupcakes in here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nobody wants to see that team in the playoffs. They they have just as much um, prime time and playoff experience as any team in the league the past three years. If anybody knows how to play in the playoffs, it's the Buccaneers for sure. And uh, you you make a mistake and let them in, even if they're seven and ten. Or well, they they have to be like eight and nine, but still, I mean, we're talking about a bad team doing some real damage. You let Tom Brady in, especially uh, they're starting to get healthy and hopefully catching some more rhythm uh, for Tom Brady's sake. They got Ryan Jensen coming back from that horrible knee injury over the summer. It's nuts yeah. that he's even coming back. Jason, the Bucks, in all likelihood, assuming Panthers don't sneak up and win the division, are going to host a home playoff game with an eight and nine record or something of the the like. Um, and that'll probably be against the Cowboys, which makes me laugh. Uh, Jason, are the Bucks? do they just not have enough for you? Or do you think that the elder statesman can do it once again? <laughs> I, I'm never betting against him, <laughs> ever. Uh, you know, I was shocked to see the playoff seedings the other day when I was looking at the TV. And, uh, you know, the Bucks are higher up there than the than the Cowboys and the Niners. And, or not the Niners, but the, I mean, it's like their record. It's like, man, but yeah, I mean, Brady, they got a lot of talent on that team still, and they're going to do enough just to get in there. And that's all they need. They don't need a buy. They don't need any of that. <laughs> They'll get in there and they, we might see an entirely different team because why they're capable of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yannick, the Buccaneers defense is not a struggle bus. It's mostly been an offense that just doesn't really hit its stride until you guessed it, the final five minutes of the game. Uh, do you think that the Bucs can become a different team on January 14th or so? I don't think so. Um, whenever I'm watching the Bucs every Sunday, it's it's really bad football. They are 7-8, <laughs> and eight and they... If you watch them, they play like a four or five win team. They are absolutely horrible. And then in the final five minutes, final drive, Brady is looking like like the prime Brady. And, and that's how they win the games. But I don't think they have enough. Their running game is terrible. You can run on anyone. I would never count out Brady, but I don't think they can beat the Cowboys. Wes, the Buccaneers in all likelihood, I guess I think it's safe to say that will host the Cowboys and I'm sure they'll convince themselves that it's a new season on January 14th or 15th. Do you believe in any pathway of the Bucs to the Super Bowl? No. 
Count them out. Count them out of the playoffs. Here we go. Here we go. Give me the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) Carolina Panthers, they have two remaining road games. They are horrendous on the road this year. Uh, They are one and five away from home. Um, I think that Steve Wilkes, uh, the interim head coach, does enough to solidify his position heading into the offseason, make this a a permanent job. Give me the Carolina Panthers upseating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Do you really believe that? Or are you just saying it for a talker? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Are there going to be any teams from Florida that go to the playoffs? Are we going to save that for next week, too? (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that for next week. (laughs) Yeah, the the Dolphins are going to need to beat the Patriots, which I uh, it's another it's almost like our Brady conversation. Do you really think Belichick is going to fumble this opportunity? Uh, But yes, well, well, we won't. We'll talk about the aftermath of of that next week. Uh, I I wasn't calling the the Bucks as a Super Bowl favor or anything. I'm just saying you can't can't count them out. Just want to make sure I clarified that. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think that they have the wherewithal to flip a switch in the postseason because, uh, as Cody alluded to, Ryan Jensen's coming back, and the the big problem this year has been a underwhelming offensive line, and that's that's new for Brady. Usually, he has that, and if he gets that, he's fine. Um, but the defense is just peppered with uh, talent, whether that's the linebackers. Um, and yeah, I, I what I what I really love in this segue is the Cowboys is that this would be the perfect thing to end this really, really promising Cowboys season is they look down at the docket and they're like, oh, lovely. It's Brady in round one at his mm-hmm. house. No they would look past them. They they are the team that would look past the beat up Buccaneers and then yeah. lose. So I, when I go through this NFC exercise, because kind of like when I gave my speech about Hertz, like, ah, oh man, in the final, I don't know if he's quite that guy with the game on the line. Uh, I already I shared my feelings about the Vikings probably losing in round two. The Niners, I don't trust Purdy at all in the fourth quarter of a game. And then we're here to the Buccaneers, and you know, I think that they can be a revived team. I all. Every like by process elimination, I should look at the Cowboys and be like, that's the team that's going to come in the NFC. But I'm convinced that they're going to do something to ruin it because that's what they do. So I I would love to pick them based on the talent on the roster, mm-hmm. the numbers. But I'm I, it's kind of like the way I think about the Vikings. They're going to find some way to mess it up, and therefore I don't think that they will reach the Super Bowl mainly because I have to see it. But what do you got? What do you think happens with Brady? Um, so we've been hearing about how Brady might go play somewhere else this next year. If he wins the Super Bowl, does he stay? Does he retire? I mean, I have been envisioning since Derek Carr got benched, Brady in black and silver. I mean, he was talking about it before when he went to the Buccaneers. He had an interview come out and it said, oh, you're going to go with that fucking guy instead of me? And then it comes out like a year later, he was talking about Derek Carr. Well, now you got Josh McDaniels over there in Vegas. I mean, it's too easy to draw up these connections. Vegas, I mean, I don't know how their cap situation is from the sounds of this past year. It should be tragic. But, you know, uh, when it comes to Brady, you can figure something out. So what my question is, is if he does any damage in the playoffs, do you think that the Buccaneers will keep him or... He's moving on. What do you guys even think on that? I, I've waffled on this thinking that, you know, when Yannick talked about some second, third quarters of games, you're like, God, this has got to be his last year because he just doesn't quite seem the same. And I think he would be cognizant enough to know, like, all right, 
I'm not going to go through this again. And that leads me to believe like, oh, he's going to retire. But then he also said this week, he's going to be more deliberative about the retirement announcement. And that leads me to believe that all these whispers about, oh, he could go play for the Patriots again or go join Sean Payton. Anybody. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of gets me thinking like, God, does he want want one last hurrah now that he, you know, is single maybe. Uh, So yeah, I think that, no matter what happens, if he plays football again, I think it will be elsewhere. Not I can't Tampa. believe we're having this conversation about a 47-year-old. <laughs> 46. Yeah. <he> <laughs> well, yeah, but gosh, you might as well round up a year because we're going to have the same conversation next season. <laughs> yeah, I was seven when this guy got drafted. This guy does not age. He ages backwards, looks younger today than he did in 05. What I mean, seriously. What are your Cowboys thoughts? Jason. Mine? Yeah. Oh, the Cowboys are the same team that they seem to be every year, really, from what I can tell. Great offense. I mean, their defense has got their shit together for the most part until they don't. And then, you know, they, I mean, they, I thought their defense was on, on track, but then they give up all those points to Minshew and the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are good. I understand them, but Minshew, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't see much difference between the Cowboys team this year than I did. A year ago or two years ago. I mean, it looks the exact same. The only difference is, is CD Lamb's the number one now and Amari Cooper's out. I mean, mm-hmm. and now you got the the other receiver that they got there that's that's good. But I mean, Terrell what's Owens? his name? No, yeah, Terrell Owens. <laughs> They're thinking about bringing him back, I saw today. <laughs> but I, I, that would be awesome. If he went there, I would go for them all day. I love I've, Terrell Owens. I've tried to figure out what in the hell. Why? 49. Yeah, why is that conversation happening? Well, Drew Rosenhaus probably initiated. He's probably doing <laughs> sit-ups in his driveway. It's a master class by Jerry Jones just to be relevant in a yeah. boring work day. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I the Cowboys are the Cowboys. I don't, you know, they win a couple playoff games. I'll think differently, I guess. But they've been doing the same stuff under Romo. Now under Dak, I mean, they just can't seem to get that monkey off the, uh, you know, off their back. So I don't know what it's going to take for them. Cody, the Raiders, before they finagle anything with Carr in the offseason, rank ninth in cap space available. They would have about 35 mil with the projection next year. So whether that's Rodgers, who I still convince can't be traded with his cap hit, or Brady, that would be the tunnel to get one of them there. Uh, Wes, Cowboys, what do you got? Uh, Cowboys, they're actually the team that I want the Vikings to see in the playoffs at some point. Um, I think there is redemption on the Vikings hand, uh, from the embarrassing showing that they had, uh, about a month ago. Um, this Cowboys team, they tend to play to their opponent, um, occasionally, uh, like we had in the Vikings game, they got embarrassed the week prior and and really focused and and came in and uh, hit a team that was coming off of a, a very emotional win in in the Vikings and and they got their number. Um, so this is a team that when they're on, they're on, uh, but when they're off, they're they're really off. And let's not forget. Um, who their head coach is and all the flubs he made last year uh, as they uh, unceremoniously exited the playoffs. Yannick, Dallas Cowboys, playoff sincerity. What do you think? Um, Their defense is awesome. They're still optimistic. They 
punch out balls. They just mm -hmm. jump every route. Yeah, they're awesome. Michael Parsons, obviously. Um, their offense is good. They they can run. They can pass. But like Beth said, I, I don't trust Mike McCarthy. Can't believe he's a head coach in in 2022. He's he's been a horrible <laughs> head coach for a decade now, and can't believe he's he got that job. And mm -hmm. as long as he's head coach, I can can't trust him. All right, here's what I want to do for the final exercise. So I will bring back Jeff Fisher for him. <laughs> <laughs> the the New York Giants just need to win one game against the Colts or the Eagles to get into the postseason. So get that in your mind, winning in. So in all likelihood, they'll beat the Colts and be in the postseason. Um, so out of these six teams, I want each of you to pick two who will round out the, the playoff seating. So I don't know if you need a pen or you can memorize them, but it is the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, the Packers and the Lions. We need a six and seven seed. Wes, let's start with you, sir. Uh, let's go with uh, so the Giants will be in. So that yeah, that leaves you between the Packers, Lions, Seahawks, and Commanders. Hmm. Let's let's go with the Detroit Lions. So that would mean that they win this week against the Bears and then probably defeat the Packers at Lambeau. <laughs> yes. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's your that's your scenario. So that would that would also probably mean uh are you assuming the Vikings will lose one of these games to the Packers or Bears or not? Uh, I believe the Vikings win this week, and then just depending on how everything else falls, they they might lose against Chicago uh, resting players. Okay, and then that would – what if they have something to play for against Chicago? Then what? Um, I think they can beat this uh, this version of the Chicago team. And then for the record, you think the Vikings will beat the Packers this weekend? Yes. Okay, so that means that you're looking at a Vikings-Lions matchup in round one of the postseason. How does that make you feel? Good. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right, Yannick. Uh, the Giants are close to – they have a lot better odds than anybody else. So between the Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, Lions, and Packers, who are the final two seeds? Um, I think the Giants make the playoffs. They're a solid team. and They will win against the Colts. Also horrible. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they, and then who's the seventh seed? That's up for you to decide. <clears throat> uh, since you think the Vikings will beat the Packers this weekend, that probably rules the Packers out. So you got to choose between the Commanders, Lions, and Seahawks. So I'm I'm picking Washington. Uh, I think I chose them to make the playoffs about eight weeks ago, before they right before they beat the Eagles. Think their defense will will clinch from the playoffs. All right, Cody, what do you got? Giants, Commanders, Packers, Lions, Seahawks—the final two seeds. Yeah, I agree with Yannick. I think it's the Giants. Um, I do think that they'll get in. Um, they definitely should beat the Colts. Uh, everybody's doing it these days. They should really try it. 
And then I also think Washington as well. Uh, they got a game up against the Browns who have been eliminated. And then you got a game against the Cowboys who I believe if the Eagles win this weekend, they they are settled in. And then the Cowboys mm-hmm. are also settled in. Yep. So you could be having a commander's team playing a Cowboys team who's trying to get a semi-bye week in there. And then you also got to remember, uh, or I don't know if y'all heard today, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be the starter again. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to think, What's more fitting for Washington than for Carson Wentz? And then what's more fitting for Carson Wentz to come in here last minute and make you second guess about making any quarterback changes again this offseason? That's such a Washington thing to do. Carson Wentz, I think he's going to play just good enough to get him into the playoffs, make a first round exit. And then the rest of the team has been semi-decent so far this year as well. So you you got the Giants and Commanders? Yep. Uh, It also set up redemption possibly for Wentz because for the second consecutive year, in theory, with your scenario, he would be a win and end game in week 18, which they fumbled last year as a Man. member of the Colts. And and I really thought they were going to get that. I remember messaging y'all saying, hey, there's this prop on underdog y'all need to take. Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> over 90 yards rushing, and he got like 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, Giants, Commanders, Packers, Seahawks, and Lions. Yeah, I wanted to go with the Lions. Why? I'm not real sure. I do like their throwback uniforms, though. Um, But I am also going to go with the Commanders. I'm going to go with the Commanders, and this will actually be, what is it, a year or two late on my preseason prediction about having four teams from the (laughs) NFC East in the playoffs. First time that that would have happened. And uh, I remember mentioning that a few years back. I was a couple years early on it, but I think uh, I think all four of those teams are getting in this year. That'll be incredible, too. That's what we were saying about the AFC West just a couple months ago. <laughs> well, let's not talk about Hey, let's not talk about the AFC West. That's next week. No, 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 no. Uh, but, let's uh, see. Mine. Oh, boy. Giants are going to get in because uh, Yannick and I were watching that Colts game. And they're just so, so bad, ho- horrible. And I'm embarrassed that the Vikings got down 33 to nothing against people. Them. People write those checks yep. to those people yep. to make them play. I can't believe it. Watch uh, this. So, so yeah, the Giants <laughs> will solidify the spot. Uh, and I do think the Packers beat the Vikings this weekend. So I believe just the way that it's written that the Packers will find a way to get into the seventh seed. Mm. However, they will travel to San Francisco in wildcard round, which has to make Packers fans go, oh, yes, li- lovely, because <laughs> yeah. they, they cannot beat the 49ers in the playoffs. Uh, they sure shit ain't doing that this year. Yeah, is it four four straight playoff matchups that they've lost to the to the 49ers? I think it, dating back to the Kaepernick era, I think it's four straight. It might even be more. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I I don't know. I, I, I really thought the Packers were dead at four and eight, but mm. nope, they've won three straight. And all they need to have happen is they beat the Vikings at home. They beat the Lions at home. The commanders lose one game and they're in. That's how feasible it is now. And it's basically for that final spot. If you assume that the Giants are going to win this week, it's really like even odd odds per 538 or ESPN's little predictor between the Lions, Packers, Seahawks and commanders. They're all at like 25 percent, give or take five percent. So it's it's a true horse race for the seventh seed. You know, that was just initiated. What in 2020? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the last- media will make a big deal out of it, too. Will be, this be the time that Rodgers can 
get over the hump over there in San Francisco and he won't. Oh, if I, if I if I lived in Packers circles and was a lifelong Packer fan, I think I might be like, well, what the hell? It never works for us when we win 13 games. We might as well sneak in as imbeciles and see what we can do because they always have heartbreak when they win 13. Uh, the last thing I want to point out to the group, uh, Yannick and I observed this weekend, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen at this juncture on NFL calendar is the Titans are resting starters to get yep. ready for week 18. Can you believe that, Wes? What? Yep. Yeah, the, this week's game doesn't hold any meaning for them. It's all about um, next week versus uh, the Jaguars. That'll be for their division, and uh, it's a winner-go-home game, so they are going to rest and take a late-season bye. That's so wild. So this game doesn't mean anything then. Nope, they can lose 78 to nothing, and they still play for the AFC South crown in week 18, no matter what. And that's the only way they're getting in is winning the division, huh? And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. They get yeah, my baby Jags. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, you guys mentioned early in the show about the Vikes potentially resting players. Are you guys for that or against that? Nope. JJ2K, baby. JJ2K. <laughs> so I... um. There, it would be a pretty weird scenario for the Vikings game to be meaningless. I think there's only one. What is it, Yannick? Uh, I think we hashed this out on Twitter. Is it um, the, Eagles win, Vikings win, and 49ers lose? Yeah. So the 49ers got to lose to Stidham and the gang. Pa- Vikings got to exercise long standing Packers demons. And then I think the Eagles should probably take care of business. And then that scenario, then week 18 would be meaningless for the Vikings. And in that case, I'm the anti Cody. I don't give a shit about 2000 yards <laughs> because I know it will happen is you guys will want Jefferson to play and he'll break his ankle. And then I'll uh-huh. be looking, I'll be staring at every single one of you saying, this is why you rest starters when you have the opportunity. And I That's think, gonna- okay. I think O'Connell would do it because he didn't let any starters play in the preseason. Yeah, it's got to be one of the in- most interesting debates in, in uh, sports history, though, is mm-hmm. what to do in that case, because it's there's really no way to prove which way is better and which way isn't. Yeah. No, you can only, they've each backfired. You can only finger point at the bad when injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We know what Mike Zimmer would think. He would definitely sit JJ like he did last year. <laughs> I mean, we saw it with uh, ice right now. (laughs) We saw it with uh, Adrian Peterson, man. He had a chance to to break the the record and one more run. I did not know Wentz was coming back though. Yeah. Here's the, here's, I'm going to leave the show on this note and it might, might break some hearts. There is this insatiable desire for people in Washington, or even in some Vikings fans, to believe that Taylor Heineke is the shit. But he is not very good. He is gritty and lovable, and he makes about two hero plays a game that make you think, this is my middle school quarterback. This is the guy that I can live through. But aside from that, he's got, like, I think it's seven picks, six fumbles, 13 touchdown passes, and for about 70% of every game, he's flat out not very good. And that's why he's not an unabashed Mm -hmm. QB one. But in, and when the game's on the line, he tends to have these fist pumping moments where people are like, this guy's a winner. And the team has gotten better with him in the saddle. Like they were two and four with Wentz and they're five, three and one with uh, Heineke. But I, we all we all get hoodwinked into believing that because he's so fun and he loves the sport, 
that he's gonna st- he's gonna have staying power. Oh, but yeah. when you get and the guy and, the, and his teammates probably love him more. Yeah, too. they do, and that and that means everything in the world. But when it gets down to it, he's not very good. And yeah. I think I think that's what uh, even today Ron Rivera says all he wants is a spark. He didn't come out and say mm-hmm. you know Heineke sucks or anything. Do, do he, you he, think that that could have? It? an unintended negative consequence. Let's pretend that the guys all would just love, just love playing for him above Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz is, is a likable guy. I don't know that for sure, but that's my assumption. So then you get Carson Wentz that comes back in there and the guys effort drop a little bit. Is that, do you think? I would have thought that way three weeks ago. However, in the last three games, the commanders are 0-2-1. And And I think that the honeymoon has run out, and now Rivera is panicking, thinking, A, we got to learn if we can use this Wentz character next year, which is probably a no. But two, it's not working right now, and everything is on the line. We got to probably win two games to get in the dance. And since we've lost the last two with a pretty lifeless effort from the commander's offense, he's searching for anything. And I think that's why they're going back to Wentz, who was the plan all along. And it was just kind of convenient after he broke his finger or whatever that uh, Heineke was winning. So you could get away with it. Uh, But now that the winning has run out at the crunch time of the season, it's like looking. It's like looking at the other girl meme. You're like, yeah, you know, let's let's go with the guy that you know we thought could take us in the first yeah, place. Good mm-hmm. opportunity for Wentz too to regain some of that uh, trust. Oh, I, too. Yeah, I, I wrote an article about Heineke getting benched because of his ties to the Vikings, and I'm convinced that these next two games will define whether or not Wentz is a QB two for the rest of his life or not. <laughs> if he gets in the dance, he'll probably convince the Panthers or some bullshit to go with him again. Um, but if, if they don't win this game or the next game, and they miss the postseason. I'm convinced Carson Wentz will kind of go the way of case Keenum. He'll just be a QB two and probably one of the better ones in the world. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, did we get, we cover it all for the most part. Great yeah. show. All right. We're going to do the AFC next week. Sharpen your takes. Uh, we should have a little bit more clarity. And then the week after that, we'll actually get to go through each playoff matchup, which is aside from draft time or some of the coolest shows that we have. Mm-hmm. Yannick, thanks you for joining. Thank you for joining us, sir. You'll be back next week to talk about the AFC team. Any, any closing arguments from you, Yannick? Uh, no, just thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah, thanks oh, yeah. for coming. All right, gentlemen, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right, good night, guys. Have a good New Year. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.